Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, uh, the topic of safe access zones, we touched on this yesterday on the show because it was raised again over the weekend after news emerged that the government planned to shelve the legislation around them. But then the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, responded saying he was committed to providing this legislation. So how close or far away are we from all of that? Well, Evie Murphy is from Together for Safety Locally and uh, she is on the line and we've got some other guests to comment as well. Good morning to you, Evie. Morning, Joe. So are you very confused or do you feel that the Minister for Health has clarified it? Um, Well, I suppose this weekend was a a little bit of a a whirlwind. Um, It started early on Saturday morning when Elaine Lachlan, she's Deputy Political Editor for the Irish Examiner, she wrote about how the the government had quietly shelved the safe access zone legislation. um, And she said it was another example of how the, the state had failed women and this kind of snowballed, I suppose, on Twitter with other prominent journalists retweeting. So then we were getting together for safety. We were getting an influx of tweets and support and different things like that. And within a few hours, she released another piece saying that the the government were, in actual fact, fully committed to ensuring safe access to termination of pregnancy service. So we absolutely welcome this Um it was just it all happened very very quickly with within uh, a number of hours but we're we're very very happy about about the government being fully committed to this we absolutely welcome it although we do have to stress that no timelines have been given in terms of what work the the department are doing on this at the moment yes i think the minister indicated that there were certain legal obstacles that are still being examined in terms of how you might do this well um interestingly in a previous debate on Limerick today we had a Eric Nelligan of uh, Aintu uh, locally on, and uh, he made this observation. The issue, it's not really an issue. And what you need to be careful of is if you ban, if you ban a certain type of protest, what you might end up, ha- well, what will end up happening is, is other, uh, other scandals, you won't be allowed to protest then. So for instance, um, my, wife, my wife was in the maternity hospital for a month last October. And during that time, because of the lockdown, we weren't allowed to visit her. So, um, and I, I got active in this and the Irish birth movement to try and highlight companions and partners not being allowed to attend the maternity hospital. The Irish birth movement, two weeks ago, they held a protest outside the maternity hospital and there was, there was 30 people there. There was 30 of us there. We had posters, we had placards and things like that. So what, what actually ends up happening is if you, if you impose exclusion zones, um, you will end up banning you will end up banning protests that seek to highlight injustices and things like that. That's Eric Nelligan there of the Aintu party locally. Sinn Féin Senator Paul Gavin, based in Limerick, is also on the line this morning. Good morning to you, Paul. Good morning, Joe. Does Eric Nelligan have a point there about the complications around this? I don't think so, Joe, to be frank with you, no. I mean, let's let's be clear. Aintu are an anti-choice party. They campaigned vigorously uh, to keep... Um, the constitutional amendment in 2018. The whole point about protest is, I mean, and look, I will always defend the right to protest. I was protesting on Sunday in Galway for the freedom of Julian Assange, but you cannot protest to a captive audience. And the point is that women should be entitled to access health care in safety and in privacy without fear or intimidation. And to be clear, unfortunately, 
that's what's happened over the last couple of years. And what we need is, is, is just action from this government. It was promised by Simon Harris. It's in the programme for governments. Um, I was very worried on Friday when the government, uh, or when the Irish Examiner broke the story about the fact that they were planning to shelve this legislation. And I want to pay tribute to Together for Safety and campaigners across the country who, who really did force this U-turn. But I'm concerned in terms of a lack of a timeline, a lack of a timeline for this legislation. And I, th- I do think we need to see clear action to deliver what people expected, safe, uh, secure uh, access for women in relation to termination of pregnancies. And, and let's just make one other point, if I may, Joe, which is that there's been huge disappointment in respect to how this implementation hasn't been implemented to date. Don't forget, only one in 10 doctors are actually providing termination services, and just over half of maternity hospitals are providing them. That's not what we voted for. We voted for clear services across the country, regardless of where women live. Mm. But the point being that we are going into a review phase of the overall legislation. It was legally mandated. Do you think, Paul Gavin, that we could see um, a refighting of uh, the whole debate again? I don't think so, because let's be clear. I mean, the people voted decisively uh, to repeal the Eighth Amendment. Um, So now we just need to make sure that that decision is implemented in law. So, no, I don't think we have to fear anything like that. But I think the people out there, and certainly the ones who've been contacting me, are very clear. They want to see this safe access zone legislation introduced. It was promised at the time. Indeed, my colleague Louise O'Reilly actually had an amendment uh, to the original bill, and she was persuaded by the government at the time. There's no need for this. we'll We'll put that legislation in place soon afterwards. So we took the government at its word. They just need to deliver what's in the programme for government, what's expected from them from the people of Ireland, in line with the vote we took three years ago. Right. Niall Collins is Limerick Fianna Fáil TD and Minister of State in the current government. Good morning to you. Um, c- can you explain morning. why this has been held up and why there seems to be this confusion now between what the department is saying and what the Minister of Health, Stephen Donnelly, has said? Yeah, well, first, first of all, I, I think... Um, the article by Elaine Lachlan was completely incorrect and I, I was glad that she moved quickly to, to clarify it and, and to correct. Uh, well, I, I don't want to get into that other than to say that this, I mean, she obviously had sources for the first article and then there was a response from the government and here we are where we are. So what's the story? Well, hang on a second. Obviously her sources were incorrect and you know, she is the deputy editor of a newspaper. I know, I, I'm and, not, sorry, and, and I'm, no, no, I'm not going to allow you to get involved in attacking a journalist that isn't here to defend herself. So just let's move on to the substance of this. It hasn't happened yet. Why not? Yeah. Well, I'm not attacking anybody, Joe. I, I'm just stating the fact. Okay, well, can we, can and, we get on to the, the substance of it, please? We, we can. We can, of course. Everybody needs to calm down. And the substance of it is this. Um, there is no change here. The legislation is in the programme for government, as Paul Gavin has outlined. And the legislation will be brought will be brought forward by government, and it will be enacted by the government. I spoke to the minister for health yesterday in relation to this, and uh, that's exactly what he confirmed to me, and that's exactly what his intention is. And he's also commenced this week uh, the review of um, the the 2018 Act, which um, was committed to three years ago. There was a commitment to have um, a three-year review. Uh, he is engaged with all of the uh, civil society groups in relation to this. So I and on your first know, point, what's the timeline? Did the minister give you that for uh, introducing the um, um, amending and relevant legislation? He, he didn't. He and, and I specifically asked him that. He wasn't able to give me that. And I understand that that's um, that that's obviously 
uh, an outstanding issue that people will have concern about. But certainly, I I will undertake uh, to keep the pressure on the minister and on the government to uh, meet this commitment within the programme for right. government. But, uh, but uh, did, did he explain to you why he couldn't give you a timeline? He didn't. He, he did say that there are some practical difficulties in terms of the implementation of the legislation and they have to be worked through by the Attorney General. And I think, you know, that's pretty well known within uh, bo- both our contributors here um, have voiced those issues in relation to, uh, you know, peaceful right to protest. But I-, I think it goes a little bit further, Joe, it's my own personal view. I, I think people who protest, and I disagree um, w- with Aintu in relation to this, and I agree with Paul Gavin, he, uh, you know, peaceful protest and people's right to protest um, has to be protected at all times. But, but these type of protests, to me, amount to intimidation. Uh, and I think, you know, that just cannot be allowed to happen. Um, but, but that is um, the balancing of the legal and the constitutional right. rights that the, uh, the Attorney General has to get right in the legislation. Okay. Well, the legislation well, will have to be able to pass all of those tests Right. You know, well, um, well f- former former cabinet minister and uh, former Labour TD here in Limerick, Jan O'Sullivan, is also with us. Uh, good morning to you, Jan. Good um, morning, Joe. Are you uh, satisfied with what Minister Collins has just said to us? Well, I, I think the issue is is around speed and around priority, Joe. And um, I mean, any question that has been raised so far, despite the fact that it is on the legislative program, every answer has said that it's in early stages preparation. So clearly there's been absolutely no progress whatsoever in terms of drafting the legislation from the original promise in 2018. So what we need now is for it to be prioritised. And what I would like to see is that it would be put on the priority list for the legislative programme for the, the autumn session of the Dáil, because that's the only way. That that would be a list of pieces of legislation that the government intends to bring into the into the Oireachtas and bring through the Oireachtas. I think it has to get on that list. And it has to, the drafting has to be genuinely commencing. I mean, I, I don't believe it has. I don't believe there's any work done out from what I've seen. Uh, and I think together... And, and, and as a former cabinet minister yourself, um, Jan, can, can you explain to me, I mean, why do you think that is happening? That you, the same answer keeps coming up about early stages of preparation. Is, is it simply to do with the fact that, to be fair to the Department of Health and the Minister for Health, they've had a lot on their plate in the last 18 months? Well, of course, they've had a lot on their plate, but I don't think the particular section of the department that would be drafting this legislation would have been involved in, in COVID and, and the issues around COVID. I mean, they're not primarily legislative issues anyway. They're, they're practical issues around, you know, dealing with a serious problem. Um, but there isn't any reason why this legislation, why there couldn't be work done on drafting the legislation. I think Together for Safety have done a brilliant job in consistently pushing for this and in gathering information because the ANTO rep said that this is the big issue. But actually, you know, it is a genuine issue. It's a very big issue in Limerick, but it's an issue right around the country. And I heard a GP rep saying yesterday that that GPs surgeries even are being picketed. Um, so, I mean, it is something that has to be dealt with. And I think public pressure and the pressure from groups like Together for Safety and others who've come on board now. And I mean, the Twitter machine on Saturday was amazing in terms of the number of people and organisations that came and said, no, this is not acceptable. And I think that did push Stephen Donnelly to coming out with his statement, which is very welcome, and which now puts the government in the position where they will be pressurised until they publish this legislation and bring it through. Okay, um, Evie Murphy from Together for Safety Locally. Well, you heard from our local minister there, Niall Collins. (laughs) He had a conversation only yesterday with the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, who told him that this would happen but couldn't give a timeline. Are you satisfied with that? 
Um, well, obviously, we, we would like uh, a timeline, again, just to say that we do welcome um, that, that the department are fully committed. Um, and we understand that it is a very delicate situation in the sense that there are some competing rights here. So we are actually drafting legislation ourselves at the moment. So we are working closely with a number, a number of government representatives for a kind of a, a cross-party rep- approach, similar to what we had in repeal We'd have Sinn Féin, Labour, Sock Dems. The, the Greens were very, very vocal about this at the weekend. And we know that it's in the, the Green and, and Fianna Gael manifesto as well. We want, we're also working with the Irish Council for Civil, Civil Liberties, the Abortion Rights Campaign, Legal Experts. But I suppose based on what Minister Collins has just said, and he had a conversation only yesterday with the Minister of Health, Stephen Donnelly, directly on this, do you think that it will happen and soon? I think it, it, I'm, I'm hopeful it will, but I, I, we've been pushing so far, highlighting the issue that we're, we're not going to stop now. So we are drafting this legislation. We have been in contact with Minister Donnelly ourselves to introduce ourselves, let him know the work we're doing and to let him know that we are working with a number of stakeholders and, and legal experts and that we feel that it's, it's very, very important to, to find the balance and ensure the right to protest is protected and and the right to access health care and dignity and privacy. Okay, uh, Minister of State Niall Collins, just before you go on one other subject, um, papers are full of pretty worrying figures this morning in terms of the increase in COVID numbers overall, the numbers in hospital well over 200, the numbers in ICU over 30 and trolley problems, not just in UHL and Dura Doyle, but around the country, but the government is saying that you're going to push ahead with uh, um, a reopening and a, and a setting out of the plan by the end of this month. Are these contradictory? No, no. Um, I, this week and next week, um, the public health experts have been flagging will be the peak of the the, the surge in the Delta variant. So um, I think in about 10 days' time, we'll, we'll probably have a, a much, much clearer picture in relation to... Um, how that's going to pan out and, and, and bottom out over the, the next number of weeks. Other The other moving parts in relation to the whole management of the pandemic are obviously ongoing in terms of the vaccination programme, um, 12 to 15-year-olds, being that, that being rolled out, uh, particularly uh, pre the return to school to try and have as many people vaccinated as possible. It was predicted that, that we would have um, a, an increase. Um, thankfully, the, that, that hasn't impacted on our hospital services in terms of uh, admissions for, for COVID, COVID-related illness. There, there has been some increase, but not a huge increase. But look, but, but it, it is all... having an impact. I mean, there are visiting restrictions in place at UHL, for example. Oh, uh, absolutely. And that, that's, part of how, that's part of the hospital's response in terms of, of managing the whole COVID environment. But I, I think, as, as in other parts of our economy and society, um, government has to reopen and, and has to work with all the stakeholders to try and reopen, uh, you know, in a piecemeal fashion, um, bearing in mind that the, the whole backdrop of the public health environment. Okay. So from that point of view, um, vaccination rolls out, reopening uh, continues on a phased basis, and also we have the issue of um, building capacity within our hospital services, right. which and is um, what, what we have been doing. And, and, and briefly, another... Uh, one other point, you mentioned 12 to 15-year-olds being vaccinated and, and maybe under 12s after that, but at the moment 12 to 15-year-olds. Do you think the vast majority of parents listening will be happy to allow their 12 to 15-year-olds to go for the vaccine? Yeah, I, I think they will. Um, that, that's certainly the, the feedback that, that, that I'm experiencing when I, when I talk to people in relation to it. 
I I think um, parents think uh, a bit more about it for for that younger age cohort. But in the main, I think the vast majority of um, parents will opt in for it. Um, and you know they're they're taking their time in terms of um, assessing the public health advice. A, a lot of them have told me you know they've read up on it, which they didn't do for themselves, and they didn't do for uh, their, their older their older children or family members. So. I, they're, they're taking a little bit more of an informed decision would be how I would describe um, the general approach by people to it. But in the main, I think there has been a very positive reaction to it. And that was also the experience uh, with, with the um, 15 to 18 cohort in terms of the, the walk-in clinics which were held um, recently at Pat right. as well in, in the race course and Pat as well there was oh. a, a very very okay. strong attendance oh. from, from younger cohorts of that OK Minister of State Niall Collins Fianna Fáil TD here in Limerick thank you thank you to former Labour TD and Minister Jan O'Sullivan uh, current Sinn Féin Senator Limerick based Paul Gavin and Evie Murphy from Together for Safety Locally Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95 Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.